0: I'm on the More series, More Yes 2020. So often in our lives, we are so busy, the words no dominate our lives. I get it. We are all busy, right? Everybody's busy. The truth is we're so busy with important things, at least things that are important to us. That's key right there. However, in 2020, I'm challenging myself, and I've been challenging you, and us as a congregation, to do more. Today we are going to look at saying yes to doing more. Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. Say yes. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I've learned in my life that the word yes opens a lot of doors. The word no closes them all. (laughs) In terms of when the Spirit of God begins to talk to you and you say yes, he opens another door after and another door after and another door after because the will of God's progressive. How many of you know that? It moves forward. But when we say no to the will of God, we stop. We get stale. We get stagnant. We get discontented. We begin to grumble, and then we're gone. That's the process, literally, that has led hundreds, thousands, millions of people out of the church of Jesus Christ. They said no. You might say, well, how big of a deal is it? It's a huge deal. When I began to look in Scripture at the word yes, I began to see some things. Yes in Christ. 2 Corinthians. This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20-22, to 22, he says this. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. This morning, God made some promises to people. Those promises are only valid. They're only binding. They are only yes in Christ. Not Evangel Heights not Pastor Dan, in Christ. you're with me, say amen. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. In other words, it's done, it's finished, it's sealed because that yes is going to lead to something that's going to bring glory to God. So this morning... Prayerfully, those who said yes are going to begin to grow into areas that's going to bring glory to themselves. No, glory to God. That's the purpose. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. How many of you know that on our own we have no strength? I can't do anything on my own. Pastor Nate can't play guitar and and lead worship in his own strength. He just can't do it. Otherwise, he's just up here playing songs. There's something different about a person who plays an instrument under the guidance of the Spirit of God. There's a difference about somebody who prays over somebody with the guidance of the Spirit of God. Or I'm going to go really blunt, there's a difference about someone who stands at the door Sunday morning underneath the guidance of the Holy Spirit, smiles at you, shakes your hand, and you already feel the love of Christ before you're even in the pew. That got quiet. You know why? Because that job description is really in the by the world standard. It's not, you know, oh, you know, here's the truth. There are more callings purposes than just worship, preaching, ushering, kids ministry, youth ministry. There's more. Hello? There's more. Some of you already have a ministry, and you just don't know what to call it fine. When did it become so important to have a name tag over everything? Now it is God who makes both of us in you stand firm in Christ, and there's the key word, he anointed us. That happened here this morning. He anointed us. See, the anointing is what actually is the sign of the calling. Calling. It is the sign that God has has placed you there to do what you're doing. I've seen many people who are extremely talented and anointed receive really bad advice and ended up getting wrecked. Hear me. Find a church. You're going, I am in church. I'm just saying. Find one, pick it, stay, no matter what. Unless God tells you to go. Because there are too many buffet Christians out there. Verse 22. He set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Are you hearing what God's saying? He's anointed you. He's called you. He's put his his spirit... He's put His spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing, not ifing, not maybeing, but guaranteeing what is to come. God is guaranteeing that what He's anointed you for, He will do. There will always be naysayers. There will always be people who say you can't, but I'm saying you can. I had naysayers. I had people who said, you can't possibly do this. And if you knew me, you would have agreed. But he put a deposit in my heart. Guaranteeing that he had called me to something. And I'm not going to lie to you, what I thought he called me to is totally different than what he did call me to. And it's not really necessarily what I would have picked or even wanted. But I'm telling you, I wouldn't trade it now that I'm in it for anything in the world. Because to be in the will of God uh, on your worst day is better than being out on your own on the best day. Being a Christian is not boring. If you're bored as a Christian, you're boring. It isn't boring being a Christian. Hey, I hear people's say, church is boring. I'm like, what do you do? Nothing. Well, guess what? You're boring. You're not connected. You're not growing. If you come in 10 minutes late and leave 10 minutes early, guess what? How are you going to meet people? And if you want to have friends, be friendly. Scripture tells us that. You want relationships? You want people to speak into your life? Then let the Holy Spirit put you in the place of relationship. How many older people in the room would say, they said yes to God, they began to serve God, and it might have been menial things, like honestly, literally stacking chairs, you know? And God grew you into other things. Let me see your hand. Uh-huh. Is there a need today? Say yes. Isaiah 6.8. So Isaiah is, is overhearing literally a heavenly conversation. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah could have went, uh, uh, You know, but and some of you are going, What's that? I don't know. I just did it. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And he said, Here am I. Send me. He didn't go, God excuse me, what's the requirements for this? What's the skill set that I need? How much money are you allotting for me in the budget? These are questions I get asked all the time, so I'm throwing them out there. Uh, How many people will I have to help me? How big will my team be? How many announcements will Pastor Lorna allow me to have? Okay, all right, excellent. Um, I'll think about it. I'll get back to you next year when I pray about it. Isaiah just sees the need, responds, and says, here I am, Lord, send me. It doesn't say he was qualified. God, you've heard this saying before, God will qualify the called. He will qualify you. He will train you. He will work with you. He will change you. Some of these young people right here, and I was saying this to somebody in the lobby this morning, they, they have like a missionary calling, but not like in the traditional sense. Like they're They're missionaries here. and and they're going to affect change that you and I can't affect. They're going to get into places that you and me can't get into because they said yes. I'm going to go. Luke 1.38 I am the Lord's servant, she says. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Mary just simply said, Do what you're going to do. Now, you might say, oh, well, she was Mary. There's people that believe Mary was born perfect. Friends, she wasn't God. All it says is that she was a virtuous woman. I married a virtuous woman. Does that mean that she's going to give birth to the Messiah? I mean, let's be real. Mary said yes to something that's never happened in the history of mankind. She had to know the implications. She was pledged to be married. What that would look like, we know the conversation played out because Joseph was going to put her off and kind of get rid of her until the angel of the Lord appeared to him and spoke to him and said, don't do it. I'm calling you, Joseph. I'm calling you to a very special season in your life. You don't know this, but you are about to raise the Messiah. Oh, yeah. Mary's been impregnated by the Spirit of God. And you are to call Him Jesus. It doesn't get any more real than that. A couple weeks, when Easter comes and we have our encounter service, we're doing some things we've never done. But I want you to understand, it's, it's that verse being lived out. If Mary didn't say yes, what happens then? We know that God always gets His person though, right? Yes, he is on the only path. John 14, verse 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We have come to a place where we say yes to the way, to the truth, and to the life. Have you ever looked at the verse this way? We have to say yes to his way. We have to say yes to his truth. And we have to say yes to the life that he's called us to. He has and is asking you to do something with your life. In this place. In the here and in the now. You might say, well, what is that? I don't know. You have to seek him for that. Maybe come to those prayer nights and spend an hour in the quiet, and just say, Lord, what is it you got for me to do? Say yes to him in 2020. Make this the year that you change the pattern of your life. Make this the year. It just starts with a decision, a choice. I'm not living like I did last year. I'm making a change. That's it. What is your why this morning? Why would you want to change? Why do you need to change? What is God saying to you? Even myself, I mean, I'm a minister, and sometimes I have to look in the mirror and say, you're in a rut. It's time to change. you got to stay fresh in the Spirit of God. You can't get caught in the trap of normal. Normal should be the dirtiest word in church culture. I'll let you think about it for a second. Normal. We're not normal. The Bible calls us aliens and strangers. We're not from this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. The coming out and living separate from among them doesn't mean that you don't talk to people anymore. It means that you don't live that lifestyle. And the minute you stop, they're going to go, why have you stopped? And then you're going to get to tell them. Oh no, pastor, what would I say? Your story. Friends, this morning, I want you to know that we serve the God of yes. He's looking for you to say yes so that he can say yes to you. Wait, that doesn't I'll say that again. He is waiting for you to say yes to him so that he can start saying yes to you. I've had people come to me many, many times and say, you know, I don't feel God. I don't feel him in my life. And my response to them usually goes something like this. What are you currently doing for him? Nothing, because I don't know what he wants me to do. If you don't know what to do, just start doing something. Try different things. He will begin to speak to you, and you'll say, well, what do you mean? He'll speak through your passion. You're not passionate about one thing, you'll be passionate about another. You might all of a sudden be doing something and go, you know what, wow, this is my passion. Like, I really like this. So ask yourself this question this morning. If Jesus needed you to say yes, what would it be that he'd be asking you to say yes to? What would you be passionate enough about to do? So this morning... I want to ask a very transparent question. How many are willing to say, God is speaking to you, and you know what? You need to say yes to Him more in 2020. It's still early in the year. You're like, yeah, I need to. No, keep your hand up. Hold it up. Don't be be shy about this. Don't go half-hearted with your commitment. You mean it? Do it. Say yes. You can say it out loud. Go ahead. Say yes. Father, right now, for every person that has a hand in the air, that said, you know what, I need to say yes more in 2020. Lord, whatever that looks like, and I pray that it's just as many yeses outside of this church as it is inside. I pray that it is crazy, off-the-wall, unique things that are going to reach people in unique places, because that's the God we serve. Father, I thank You this morning for Your power and for Your presence. I thank You for the word yes. And the, and, and the authority that rests on that word. In Jesus' name.